Welcome in to News and Views with Tom Lamprecht. The stories you've heard and the ones you need to hear. They flip-flopped May 13th. Anyone who is fully vaccinated can shed your mask. Now they're saying, no, no, you need to go back. You need to wear a mask to protect each other. How are you going to encourage people to get vaccinated? Hey, even if you get vaccinated, you still have to wear a mask. And the American people are fed up. Medical malpractice. Your life, your values, your voice. This is News and Views with Tom Lamprecht on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. All right, welcome in. It is News and Views for another day, another week. Uh, a little Olympic update for you. I'm uh, proud to say I was absolutely wrong on this one. I'm surprised I was wrong on this one. You might need to do a, a body check uh, on the person that beat <laughs> Laurel Hubbard. Laurel Hubbard was the biological male from New Zealand that decided he wanted to compete as a female in the Tokyo Olympics. 43-year-old Laurel Hubble, Hubbard, I guess is how you pronounce it, um, is out on the uh, third go-around. Couldn't lift the uh, weights. Uh, let's see. Hubbard used to compete, used to compete in the men's uh, weightlifting, but after repeatedly losing, he transitioned in 2013. Now competes against women. Hubbard is eligible to compete in the British, uh, I mean the British, the Tokyo Olympics, because the IOC issued new guidelines. He's out on failing on his third lift attempt. Hmm. So the guy got beat by a girl. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess will he get a uh, testosterone shot before the next select uh, next uh, competition? Kind of boost his boost. testosterone a little bit. Uh, I guess they I guess they uh, test for that. I guess maybe they do know. they do. But I, you know I, th- this this is a joke. I, the, unfortunately, the bad news is I mean I'm glad he got beat because he should have gotten beat. He shouldn't have been in there to begin with. No. But th- but the problem is and the bad news is. The trans crowd will now use this as their poster child to say, see, it doesn't matter. You can have biological males who have transgendered to females. Uh, they, can, they can compete against females, and the females can still win. I, I mean, in all honesty, and the, now, this guy Hubbard was 43 years old. I don't know. I don't, I'm, I, I, and, well, here's another sad commentary. All the news articles were about him losing. There was nothing that I could find. Okay, who won? Oh, yeah. I who mean, beat that- him? It, it, it you know upshatters the uh you know actual competition the people that were i mean heck i mean they they compete in olympics for the competition but at least you know they want some recognition and, yeah the competition yeah. now is who who's the biggest freak what did, what did he place i don't know well he i think he was in the finals but uh he did he did not uh apparently couldn't <laughs> cool he wasn't very attractive <laughs> i'll tell you what <laughs> I almost said something I would have regretted. He couldn't. He couldn't get the weights up. <laughs> uh, couldn't cut the mustard, huh? Uh, no, he could not get the weights up. <laughs> uh, in other Olympic news, I better change uh, gears here before I get in trouble. In other Olympic news, Jesse Fleming scored the penalty shot to give Canada a one win over the United States. Uh, this is the biggest win in Canadian soccer history. The women's national team moves on to the gold medal game on Friday at uh, the Tokyo National Stadium. They'll face Sweden, who defeated Australia 1-0 in the second semifinal. And uh, the blue-haired wonder apparently started crying on the team. <laughs> you know, it's sad, but I heard more than one people say, I don't really care whether they lost or nah, not. I, 
I mean, the people are so <clears throat> sick of the political rhetoric that's coming out of that team, especially the blue-haired wonder. You know, they they just. I, I I'm not sure who I'd root if if I was watching Canada, I I might have been cheering for Canada. Yeah, I mean, I saw people on social media today, you know, kind of rejoicing in the defeat. I, I just, I could care less, really. I mean, I, I, yeah. it doesn't matter that they won or lost. Maybe they should have competed, you know, in, in the, uh, maybe they should have, instead of them competing, maybe that 15-year-old boys team, travel team that beat them a couple of years ago. Maybe there you they, go. You know. They could transgender. They and, could, uh, yeah, they could transition <laughs> to uh, to women's soccer, and maybe they could compete better. Big news this afternoon, Lindsey Graham announced this afternoon, even though he's been fully vaccinated, has tested positive for the uh, COVID-19 virus. Didn't really say did it whether or not he had uh, the Delta variant. I guess it is the Delta variant. Well, it's going to be the Delta variant whether it is or not. He could just have the flu or pneumonia or something. I, I don't know. He said, I started having flu-like symptoms Saturday night and went to the doctor this morning. I feel like I have a sinus infection at the present time. I have mild symptoms. I will be quarantining for 10 days. I'm very glad I was vaccinated. Without the vaccination, I am certain I would not feel as well as I do now. My symptoms would be far worse. Um, that's speculation. I don't think Lindsay's a uh, doc. I mean, I'm glad he's feeling fine. That's good. I'm glad he's had the vaccine. And look, you know, more and more people are saying the vaccine works. Uh, and, and by the way, kudos. This is, let's go to cut one first. Kudos to uh, Ben Carson. Ben Carson was on Maria Bartiromo, her Sunday morning futures program yesterday. Mm. He came out and said what I have been begging people to say or someone to say for weeks now. Um, well, here, here's exactly what he said. The vaccines are very effective. And I think if you would give that information and give people the real statistics, yes, there are breakthrough cases, but uh, those are generally very mild. The ones who have died, which are very, very few, by the way, chances of dying if you've been vaccinated are about the same as being struck by lightning. People get killed by lightning, but we don't say you have to stay in a house now whenever it rains. But it is natural for viruses to mutate. So having variants is a natural thing. This variant, the Delta variant, is very contagious, but it's not very virulent. That means it's not very powerful like the initial class of coronaviruses that we dealt with. So we need to take that into account when we're dealing with real science. We also need to recognize that your likelihood of getting it is very, very small if you've been vaccinated or if you've had the disease. Now, our CDC and the, the present administration won't even acknowledge natural immunity, which is every bit as effective as getting the vaccination. And between the two, about 85% of our population has immunity. I would think Ben Carson ought to be, I mean, you know, this this guy, leading brain surgeon, I think he knows a little thing or two about medicine. Certainly more than Don Lemon. Yeah. And uh, he's or, coming out and saying that natural immunity is every bit as strong as the vaccination. In fact, he cited a report which came out in uh, earlier this summer from Washington University uh, School of Medicine in St. Louis 
saying that even a mild case of the coronavirus is leaving people with lasting immunity. And even though if you go in and, and, uh, and look, I'm not a doctor, I'm just reading from the report. The researchers, researchers said antibody-producing immune cells are calmly sitting in the bone marrow and secreting antibodies. Such cells could last a lifetime churning out antibodies against COVID. And th- th- apparently, uh, again, this is my layman's explanation, but apparently they, they sort of lay dormant until they're needed. Mm-hmm. Then they kick in. And again, now, now, I mean, this is a new virus, so we don't know with absolute certainty, just like we don't know with absolute certainty what the vaccine will do. But, um, yeah, Ben Carson finally, I, I finally heard somebody say what I've been saying. Could we please look at the natural immunities as those people that have the antibodies? And again, and you said this last week, if you look at the people that have been vaccinated, plus those people who have had covid Ben Carson is saying, okay, we're up to 85%. You know, Rand Paul's been singing that for yeah. for months, really. And, uh, he, I mean, he still has not got the vaccine, says he will not get the vaccine because he's, he had, had, the virus. he's had the virus and his antibodies test. And I, I've heard, um, and I'm certainly not going to discourage anybody from getting the vaccine, but I, I've heard so many cases in the last couple of weeks of people that have been vaccinated have gotten this variant and i also talked to someone um in the last few days in the medical profession that reviewed my antibodies and um said no one that they've tested that's been vaccinated had antibodies that high and they've also tested but you've also had it i've had it right and tested they've tested multiple people that have been vaccinated as, as soon as they could get vaccinated back in January, February, whenever their age was, and now their antibodies test is showing negative with no antibodies. So there you go. And and this this is not hearsay. This is information that someone has provided me that is in the profession. Michael McCall from Texas shared new findings from the House Foreign Affairs Committee. There was the, this is the Republicans' probe into the possible origins of COVID-19. Now, remember, Joe Biden is going to do his own investigation. <laughs> yeah, mm. Right. You remember shoeless Joe Jackson? Yeah. Clueless Joe Biden? Yeah. I now, don't think he's going to investigate probably outside of what his dog had for breakfast and he had for breakfast. That's about Why the hell would I take a test? Yeah. We, yeah. You got to remember, Tell it, Joe. Joe is more interested in who's going to pay the most for Hunter's artwork. <laughs> and that will probably be somebody from the Communist Party in China that will mm. be paying the most for the oh, artwork. Yeah. So his his investigation, don't expect a whole lot out of it. But anyway, the Republicans have looked into the origins of COVID-19. Um, the committee ranking Republican Michael McCall had this to say earlier today. Cut to. I think they were involved in, in a cover-up. Uh, it's the greatest cover-up in human history. Um, I think the Chinese Communist Party are very concerned about this report uh, coming out, telling the truth. And uh, it's, already, it's already been um, uh, interpreted into Mandarin, you know, as well. Uh, there are just so many uh, the points, uh, key points that have come into the process, um, you know, since that time. And then, of course, uh, by December, it's in full-blown, and then in January, uh, you know, the fact of the matter is they were playing with fire. They were genetically manipulating uh, at the lab this gain of function that was taking place 
this Dr. She, the bat lady, working with Peter Dozik uh, to get lab samples from the caves a thousand miles away, bat samples, and then genetically modify them into a super SARS-like virus, highly deadly, highly contagious, um, and unfortunately highly effective. Right. Uh, we believe it's exactly what COVID-19 was. Now, what's interesting is he is saying they now have evidence that all the way back in September of 2019, there were issues at the Wuhan lab. Um, they also have satellite photography that indicates that there was a lot, a lot of activity, ab above normal activity shortly after September 19th mm -hmm. at area hospitals. They also say that um, there were 2019 military uh, games in October of that year. 9,000 people entered the country. They all went back home, many of them with flu-like symptoms. So it was spread like wildfire. Uh, shortly after, they think they had this uh, September catastrophe is what it turned out to be. But when, when they had this, quote, accident, and there was this lab leak, there were bids, there, there was a request for bids to come in and rework the air circulation and the filters and all those things that would prevent lab leaks. A little too late on that one. Um, he also has said that, uh, he, well, he is calling for top researchers involved with the Wuhan lab, such as Peter Dazek whose uh, New York-based organization Echo Health Alliance sent $3.4 million to the National Institute of Health um, in 2014 and 2019. This according to the Wall Street Journal. He said, I believe Peter Daszak needs to testify before Congress about what's going on. You know, it, it, you begin to understand why maybe, and this is highly speculative on my part, but is this why Fauci... Because ultimately, the money came from Fauci. Oh yeah, to the mm -hmm. to this Echo Labs, and then it got to Wuhan. Is Fauci going bananas and keep wanting, wanting to warn people about how dangerous this is because he's somehow trying to alleviate his guilt? Well, I think he is. He is either incredibly bad at his job, or he is a liar. And was involved in it from day one because if or, you or both if you look at his you know all of his so-called expert testimony from Congress to being on all the shows and all this kind of stuff I mean he he was one of the big supporters of the wet market theory oh yeah there's emails that show that that was absolutely bogus. no way bogus yeah. from the from the get go from, from day one yeah. and I I think he is. I think he is financially involved somehow. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I don't— Follow the money. I, I mean, I honestly don't think he is that bad at his job. I think he's covering his royal you know rear what? end. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've said from day one that there's no doubt in my mind that the, the leak happened from the lab in China. They knew about it. They covered up. I didn't think they necessarily released it intentionally, but um, when, when you look at how quickly China recovered from this— and and there was no no major problems in Beijing and Shanghai, which uh, that's the equivalent of our Washington D.C. and New York City. Their economic two political political center and economic center. Right. And 
but it spread throughout the world uh, up into India, up into Italy, and other places in Europe like wildfire. Well, again, you got to wonder, you got to go connect the dots back to this October 2019 World Military Games. I think China has had a vaccine since early of last year. I, I am convinced well, of that. Well, let me sound more cynical. Did they have one before it even went out? I well, mean, was maybe. it was it a leak or if they create, I mean, is, is it not really curious that a bunch of these soldiers at these world military games went back to their home countries mm-hmm. with flu-like symptoms? I mean, if that you, is the big red flag. Absolutely, Doctor Fauci. <laughs> but uh, you know, if he um, what? So this happened in September. I, I'm convinced in early 2020 they were vaccinating their citizens either. In the water, some, somehow they were vaccinated. There's, you know exactly what the source is. He That's, might know, but he ain't telling. <laughs> A little bit more to talk about with COVID. Um, will President Obama have a super spreader for his birthday? We'll see it. If you're vaccinated, you must wear a mask. Why? We need to get people vaccinated. Killing people who are vaccinated to wear a mask doesn't get more people vaccinated. Confusing the kids and the parents even more. Get the facts. Get the correct information. Eastern Carolina's news source is news and views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Take a look at the weather forecast. Uh, Get your umbrellas and your galoshes out. We're looking at probably somewhere between three to six inches of rain over the next few days. Yeah, uh, lots of it. Uh, starts tonight, a 30% chance tonight with a low around 71. Then it uh, comes in full tilt tomorrow, 80% chance of rain, high near 75. Cools down a little bit. Uh, tomorrow night, rainfall amounts between one and two inches as possible, 80% chance of rain. Uh, more of the same for Wednesday and Wednesday night. So, Yeah, I read earlier today that... Um, in most parts of eastern North Carolina, we were already um, at our rain level through the end of July, what should be the end of August. So we're we're way ahead. I, and I guess there's – I, I saw on the National Weather Service that there are areas that look out for floodwaters, especially after we have this next deluge over the next couple of days. I think Contentia Creek over in Greene County is already uh, – yeah, there are places close to flood level. Yeah, there are places in Greene County. Last week when we had the bad storm here, um, what Tuesday or Wednesday of last week, a couple of them. Yeah, yeah they had like seven, eight inches that that afternoon. Wow. Well, five six one eight two five five. Let's go to the phones. Diane from Moorhead City's with us. Hey, Diane. Hey, Diane. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Great, thank you. Which, what's have, on your mind? Well, I have I listen to your program every day. Well, thank and you. That I can. And uh, I really wanted to call and comment about this whole COVID vaccination situation mm-hmm. because um, my ex-husband was in a nursing home here in Moorhead City. Uh, he he was um, had been there a while and was not doing well, but he was he was alive and well. I mean, basically bedridden. But anyway, one of the staff members at the nursing home, um, I don't know how many others, but at least one did not want to get a vaccine uh, for the COVID. And she infected my ex-husband, his roommate, and another staff member. And who knows how many people she might have infected in her personal life rather than just in her work life. 
but he died four days later after he was infected. And um, I don't know about the others because I don't know their names. And um, I just felt very angry about it because, uh, and what I hear with these people that are are, uh, working in hospitals and nursing homes and saying, you know, they don't want to get the vaccine. They, they don't feel like they need to. And here they are around people like, like my ex-husband who had no ability to protect himself. He couldn't wear a mask. He couldn't wash his hands. He couldn't distance. He was being taken care of by people that we would hope would treat him good and, uh, and protect him. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, I, I, you know, I understand both sides of the issue, and you certainly have a valid point. I think what you need to do in those cases is those people that work in a situation that your husband was facing, your ex-husband was facing, they need to be tested on a regular basis, and maybe oh, even on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And if, if they're testing positive, they need to be uh, quarantined until they're over it. Uh, you know, th- th- but the other side of the argument, I heard it this weekend for some, from some folks, is wait a minute, you had us on the front line uh, risking our lives with COVID. And, and I'm not saying the person that you faced or that, that faced your husband was necessarily in the situation. It could have with, been, without it could have been, the, yeah, without a vaccine. It could have been, could have been a janitor or something that maybe not a medical worker. I, I don't know. The no, situation no, no, no. This was, this was a medical staff. Oh, okay. But, but, so but, but they're the saying. Who, was, who right. was caring for the patients that were there. Well, th- th- those people need to be tested, obviously. But, you know, the, the idea that, okay, you're, you're now going to fire us, even though you were asking us to stay on the front lines, you know, throughout last year, where the, in a sense, they were the first responders in the medical issue. And now you're going to say you're going to fire us if we don't get the vaccination. Uh, well, the I, I do feel that it's like um, the, the lady that's the weather person on Fox News, her her in-laws in the nursing home in, in uh, New York. And it's a, it's a difficult situation. But when you have people who are in, unable in any way to protect themselves and you have people working with them who um, choose not to be vaccinated and expose these people, uh, it's, to me it's, it's a very... Well, there's not there's not two sides to it in that point when the person dies. D- Diane, if you don't mind me asking, what when did this happen? As far as when did your ex husband pass? Uh, in February of 2021. Yes, this oh. past February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The so the vaccines were out. Uh, hmm. I had had both of mine by that time, and um, but that was early in the in the vaccine cycle, though. Oh yes, it was. I think but December. I'm just talking about. I'm December. sorry. I'm just talking about people now, like the people that are. Um, protesting in Raw in Charlotte today that hundreds and or they say thousands are people out there protesting because they don't want to get the shot. I can't imagine that there's thousands of people who haven't had a shot that's working in. Well, well, but here here's the other issue too, and we were talking about this before we took our break, and we we're talking about throughout the break is they have got to do an antibody test. And if the, per, if the people have antibodies from having had COVID, they, are, or they have the immunities just as much as if, and perhaps more than those people have been vaccinated. So I totally agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I think that so, I mean, I, I just, just I would just say natural just, immunity. Exactly. So if one or the other, 
you know, but if if they've had COVID and they they test positive for having the antibodies, I don't think they should have to have the vaccine. I actually, think, I agree with that. Yeah, I actually I think that's. Agree with that. I think that's where the focus needs to be right now. I mean, yeah, I think people need to get vaccinated, but they also need to. I mean, ramp up testing of antibodies right. because that will show you number one, truly how many people have immunity to it, and number two, the effectiveness of the vaccine versus natural immunity. Right. Because, um, I mean, it, it's just not my speculation. And the Cleveland Clinic, I mean, they can't, I've, I've read that entire study on the Cleveland Clinic, and, I mean, they have said, and you don't hear anything about it, that natural immunity for someone that had COVID is better than the vaccine, right. and they don't need to be vaccinated. And again, the study out of St. Louis, they're thinking that it very well could last a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the other, the and, and, and like I said, I totally agree with that, uh, but I just, I just feel upset that um, people that choose to be caring for very sick people and uh, don't want to take a vaccine for their own reasons well, again, I, I would, well, very sick people. Uh, well, well, again, I, I would I would word your I, I, I don't disagree with your, your your feelings on this, but I would word it in such a way that those people who don't have the antibodies, they need oh, to get yes. the vaccine. I, yeah, I agree with that, as I said, totally. And, so, I, and I would go I, I would go a step further, too, and say that, uh, I mean, obviously, I mean, the reports are if you're vaccinated you're not as likely to transmit it, but you can transmit it. But if you're, wor- work- right. if you're working in a healthcare situation, you should take extra precautions anyway. If you hadn't been vaccinated, you should take even more extra precautions. And, I, you know, early on, of course, this was in 2020, uh, when the CDC came out with their recommendations, and, and, North, and, North, and North, Carolina, North Carolina was slow to implement procedures in nursing homes. And well, at- at the time my ex-husband died, I, I heard different news on it about it after that. And at the time, uh, they reported that 40% of healthcare workers throughout had not taken the vaccine. So um, it's improved, I'm sure, since then. But I just wanted to pass that on yeah, as another way of looking at the situation. Appreciate and, it. Well, I, I don't know if what? you heard. I don't know if you heard our interview with uh, Senator Jim Perry, but he wrote a a really excellent, detailed paper, and I guess you'd be pleased to hear this: that if a employer demands that an individual get the vaccination, the history uh, of court decisions points to the fact that the employer can do that the employer has you know past past issues that have come up which expand maybe all the way back for a hundred years uh yeah and that paper is mm-hmm. on our uh website uh, yeah, it goes all the way and back views. to like early 1900s yeah uh, a supreme court case yeah that. all those cases <clears throat> say that the employer and in some cases it would be the government being the employer they have the right to demand that uh, the individual gets vaccinated. But again, I would like to see them say, okay, we just want to make sure you have the antibodies. Diane, thank well, you for the call, and we're sorry for your loss. 561-8255. Let's go to uh, Tony. She's got some thoughts on this. Hey, Tony. Tony. Hi. Um, my thing is is that there are cases of people who have had the vaccine, and then they get COVID. I know of a girl right now that's laying in the hospital in UNC fighting for her life who had the vaccine and now has COVID. Yeah. So we can't say that people not vaccinated are the ones that can make people sick and die. I'm sorry. 
but you know. Well, I mean, like the other that, that's a good point you bring up, and and you know, the two, the, there there's two sides of this issue, and we've said it numerous times in the in the past when we've had vaccinations for the flu. If just a few dozen people die as a result of the vaccine, it's immediately taken off the market. And in the case of these vaccinations for COVID, there's some four or 5,000 that have passed away. So that's a good point. And, and we have to remember, too, that it's not a vaccine. I'm sorry. It is a, an experimental gene therapy drug. Yeah, it, you're right. It hasn't been approved yet. Unfortunately, but, I mean, believe it or know, not, we even... We all have that choice. We have to make the choice ourselves. And I mean... Uh, you know, we can be carrying around the flu or something and give it to other people and they, they may die. It's not that we intentionally do that or if people that don't have symptoms. Right. You know, I had pneumonia and I was sick probably for a week with it. And then I was afraid I'd given it to anybody, which the doctor told me that, that I probably did. But, you know, I was fearful of that because I had met, you know, people that I didn't really know and I could have made them sick. You know, I didn't, I was glad that he could tell me that, no, that probably I didn't, but we don't ever know if we don't have symptoms. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, well, and, and the other point is you can be vaccinated. And as Benny just said a few minutes ago, you can be vaccinated and still have test positive as Lindsey Graham just found out. I so. know, there's just so much most so much misinformation out there. And I mean I I think the main thing to rely on which I do is is a strong immune system. God gave it to us and if we take care of our bodies properly and keep that healthy and depend on him, you know, that's the best defense we have. Well, that's good advice. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate Thank it. Five six one eight two five five. By the way, <laughs> the hypocrisy amongst the Democrats is uh, quite incredible. Um, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, she's got a mask mandate. Over the weekend, she performed a wedding and then decided that uh, during the rehear- uh, uh, during the reception afterwards... Um, she, she didn't need she, a mask. Yeah, she didn't yeah. need to wear a mask, yeah. so she didn't do that. That's only the peasants that have to follow yeah. her rules. <clears throat> and, 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 that is so, so typical. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago Democratic Mayor Lori Lightfoot, Lightfoot in the mouth. Um, she uh, was at a festival over the weekend without a mask. Beetlejuice. <laughs> yes. Don't say it three times. Uh, <laughs> Lori Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot. Lori Lightfoot. <laughs> um, House uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi. She had you know arrest anyone without a mask, and uh, she swore in the uh, newest. Member of the House, uh, guess what? She took her mask off. Jerry Nadler was mm. spotted in the cafeteria. Gee, what a surprise. Jerry Nadler in the cafeteria. He shortest, wasn't... <laughs> shortest torso known to man. Jerry Nadler. The man who wears his belt above his boobies. Um, well, isn't that special? <laughs> Jerry was spotted in the cafeteria, not eating, but reading the paper with his mask off. And Joe Biden, uh, you know, he gets up and makes his announcement about uh, wearing the mask. And guess what? He didn't have his mask on. Yeah. Come on, man. Hey, and uh, hey, hey, he's just trying to get egg off his face. You know, the uh, you did see that, didn't you? No, I didn't. Oh, over the weekend, he was giving a speech and somebody passed him a note card. One of his uh, one of his handlers passed him a note card. You have something on your chin. On your chin. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no this happened. He wiped it off. And then just kind of ate it. Oh, get out! Of here. No, I'm serious. And 
And then, and then he turns the note card around where you could read, uh, sir, you have something on your chin. (laughs) I'm serious. Oh, you must've been playing golf this weekend. I was, (laughs) uh, that doing yard work. Um, Anyway, there's a whole list of uh, Democrats that say one thing and do something else. Five six one eight two five five. We're going to get to your phone calls. I promise. Hang in there. We got to take another break. Five six one eight two five five. We'll be right back. This is your Drive at 5, and ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. So not only are the Democrats basically ignoring their own mandates that they're demanding of all the little peons, Newsmax is reporting former President Barack Obama will turn 60 this year. I guess it's in the next uh, couple of weeks. And supposedly he's going to have a... Gala birthday party with some 475 to 700 people. I've, I've seen several different counts. The Obama bash, his birthday is August the 4th. What's that uh, on uh, Wednesday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. So it's going to be yeah. held, <clears throat> I guess it'll be held either on the 4th or this coming weekend or something, but it's well, up it was, in Martha's Vineyard. Oh, yeah, his big estate up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It'll be a pay-for-play deal. And um, anyway, uh, you know, will it be a super spreader? Hmm. Uh, they know they're saying they're going to test people when they come in. Oh, oh okay. Uh, uh, pause it just for a second there. We, we've got a, <laughs> if, if you're, uh, if you're near a computer or you're watching on cable seven, turn on the TV or, or go to your Facebook page and bring up or go to ENC news and views. This is Joe Biden eating something off of his chin. Okay. Go ahead and start the video. Uh, Joe Biden sitting at some uh, little deal. You don't have any audio with it, but uh, Joe's, Joe's, Joe's sitting there. He's he's talking. There's information going in the back. Was that Kamala Harris that was talking yeah, in the background? That was, yeah, she was babbling about something. So the camera pans out, and somebody hands him a card. Uh, he's flipping. He's flipping the pages of his notebook. And how long does this thing go on before they hand him the card? Uh, about so 30 here, here it goes. Here it goes. They hand him the card. Joe picks up the card, and it says, "You've got something on your face." He reaches up, pulls it off, looks at it, sort of rubs his chin, and then he sticks it in his mouth. <laughs> he's looking at it. There, he's looking at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, uh. I, I'm sorry. It's like the. Th- that's disgusting. It's like the third grader eating his boogers. It was probably um, <laughs> it was probably eggs Benedict flavored inshore <laughs> from where he had from breakfast this morning that morning. So anyway, I'm sorry, I, I, but I, he definitely uh, it it was a but pick. he ate it. It was a pick. It was a scratch. <laughs> was Come a on, pick. man! It was a pick, and he put it in his mouth. I mean, I'm sorry, the guy <laughs> is not losing it. He's lost it. You're on national TV, and you're eating something off of your chin. <laughs> Who am I? Why are you here? So anyway, we're talking about Obama's birthday bash. Um, here's the question. Will Obama shut this down like he shut down the 4th of July celebration at Mount Rushmore? Mm. Hmm. That's so, a good point. Sort of doubt it. Sort of I doubt bet it. they'll have fireworks there, too, for oh, yeah. the 60th birthday. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> the, the rules apply to thee and not to me. Five six one eight two five five. Let's go to Jay. Hey, Jay, thanks for listening. Hey, Jay. 
Hey, Tom. Um, so I just wanted to weigh in today. So I'm a healthcare worker, okay. and um, I'm actually one who will refuse to take the vaccine. Okay. Um, here's why. And my position, and I think this is very important for other healthcare workers who are listening, who are also having the same stance that I'm taking, and that this particular vaccine, this particular one, is still a non-FDA-approved right. experimental vaccine. Right. So there are no long-term studies to show that in five to ten years what exactly this vaccine is going to do to our bodies and how it affects us and what it can do. And for me to, take, to, to be pressured to take an experimental drug, an experimental vaccine, for a virus that has a 98% survival rate is just absurd to me. Um, uh, let, me, me a, I, let me I, ask I, you, are, are, have, have you had COVID? Uh, my wife and my kids did have COVID. I was actually kept out of work for close to a month due to direct exposure, and all my testings came back negative. Okay. So I, I, I don't know if I've had it. I've never had an antibody test done before to show maybe I've been exposed before, and I've never had symptoms. Um, so maybe I happen to be one of the lucky ones that just got through it without any issues. Um, I don't know. I'm, it's kind of no. up in the air. Well, you could, you, could, I, I think, you could go have an antibody test, but let me ask you this. Sure. Well, and let me back up. And, and you know, I, my, my heart goes out to Diane, who lost her ex-husband. But again, you know, we, we're hearing more and more about how terrible it all is. And we mentioned this last week. In the last two weeks, with all the stuff coming out of Washington, D.C., there have been two people that have passed away from COVID-related issues in Washington, D.C. in the last two weeks. Now, there might have been more of the weekend. That was as of Friday. But, mm-hmm. I mean, right, we're not in the same place right now that we were back in February when Diane lost her ex-husband. But would you be willing— to, and I don't blame you for not wanting the vaccine, but would you be willing to be tested on a regular basis to make sure you're not carrying it? If you oh, absolutely. Get, yeah. I have no issue with that whatsoever. Okay. Um, and, and if my workplace mandated that I got tested every single day before I started my job, so be it. Yeah. Um, obviously, they had to, I'd have to probably get there early to make sure that the testing you know, had time to yield results before my work shift started. Um. But absolutely, I am willing to do anything, everything, as far as, you know, testing or, again, mask mandates. For, you know, my, most of the hospitals still have mask mandates regardless of state rules or regulations. You know, they can mandate that themselves. Um, but I have no issue with that. What I do have an issue with is being pressured to take an experimental vaccine, um, you know, again, that it's not FDA-approved. And, you know, that does have legal standing, in my opinion, when it comes to, you know, these these businesses pushing this as a mandate um, to hold your job. Um, I I have a big issue with that, and I think there is some legal standing to that. Um, But, you know, ultimately, I think this is a personal medical choice, you know, for everybody. You you get to choose whether or not you want to to take it or not. Mm -hmm. Um, And to be, for me, to say that, well... If I just don't feel like working there, if I don't feel like having it, then I can go find another job. Well, that to me is coercive. Mm -hmm. Um, That's not Mm -hmm. really a choice because I've been able to practice and do my job um, as a professional in the Medicare medical field without the vaccine. And now for me to be told that without it, I can't do my job, I think is absurd. Um, I agree. To me, that's more coercive and pressuring that it is giving me a choice. Well, I also think the point of, wait a minute, last year – 
really for the last 18 months, you, you all have been on the front lines and literally you didn't know what the outcome was going to be. And you were going to work and taking care of those people that were sick and you didn't know if you were going to get it. And mm-hmm. you didn't know if, you know, it could take your life. And yet you were still on the front lines and now they're saying, thank you very much. But if you don't do what we tell you to do, you're going to lose your job. Uh, you know, if, right. if nothing else, boy, the rhetoric ought to change. Uh, but I, oh, I agree. Uh, and, and, uh, Jay I, Jay, I would encourage you to get the antibodies test. I, I mean, it sounds like you're, you feel completely comfortable with your decision, but I encourage you to get the antibodies test and then go read the Cleveland Clinic report, um, and I think it will make you real comfortable in your decision. Um, oh, yeah, and, and, and I've, I've read those reports. I mean, I keep up with that those studies and stuff often. So, you know, but, yeah, an antibody test is definitely a, a course of action I'm being willing to take as far as, you know, more or less, kind of going against the, the rhetoric of the hospital mandate. So, All right, Jay. Thanks for checking in with us. Uh, we got to take a break. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Back to News and Views. Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Just talking about the vaccine off the air, and uh, Benny and I both agree. I mean, you know, when we when we got it, it wasn't a good thing. But now looking back with, again, all these new uh, this new information coming out about how your antibodies might even be stronger after you've had covid. I'm glad I, I had it. Front, front, I'm glad front, I had front. a mild case and yeah. thankful that I had yeah. a mild case. Yeah. Now, I, again, I don't want to sound callous. I know people lost their lives over it, but in hindsight, it might be a good good place to be in terms of having the antibodies. Uh, Town Hall is reporting that Liz Cheney might be in trouble. The uh, ultimate uh, anti-Trumper, Liz Cheney, there is new polling out. There are two people that are running for uh, Liz's seat. She's done. (laughs) Um, Representative, uh, House Representative, this Wyoming House Representative Chuck Gray and uh, Cheyenne businessman Darren Smith. Uh, Donald Trump over the weekend says, you know, I'd really just like to have one person running against Cheney. What makes this more interesting, too, is in Wyoming, it's an open election. So uh, you you have open primaries. So Mm -hmm. Democrats and independents can vote in the Republican primary, which I always thought was sort of weird. But uh, in polling provided to the Washington Examiner, just 23 percent of regular primary Republicans plan to vote for Liz Cheney, Mm. 77% said they won't. Now, right now, it looks like there's six Republicans running. So with all six in the race, the full six-person race, Cheney gets 23%, Gray and Boucher get 17%, Smith at 7%, 30% are undecided. In a three-person race, Cheney, Gray, and Smith um, came out uh, on top with 25% uh, for Gray, Cheney 22 and Smith at 13. 